Welcome to Locked on Flames. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your next order. And I'm Jess Belmosto alongside Sean Lavery. And please be sure to subscribe to Locked on Flames for free wherever you get your podcasts. And you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. So... What a disappointing loss. <laughs> that one was tough. That was a weird roller coaster game. And like the 5-4 score, it felt like, you know, it's like people say in hockey a lot, the score kind of doesn't reflect how the game went. Um, and I think that's true here. I can't believe it ended up being a one-goal game and, you know, a high-scoring game at 5-4. It feels yeah. like a game that could have been like, you know, should have been 4-1 to one for Dallas or something like that. Um, the Flames... The flames were not very good. And it was a weird night for me because yesterday I lost my glasses in an Uber. Um, So I can't really, like, I can, seeing the TV is tough for me right now. Um, So I guess if there was one game to kind of have blurred vision on, it was this one. Because there was nothing too pretty to watch from Calgary's perspective tonight. Absolutely. And as somebody who also wears glasses, um, I know how difficult it is to watch any sport boarding event or really anything on television. it was weird i couldn't see anyone's numbers so i just saw like <laughs> red and green or i guess white and green splotches skating around yeah, and, yeah i like could tell who milan lucic was just by the shape of his back but um, <laughs> yeah it was weird it was it was i can make so many jokes like you know i don't think the first line had a really good night so i didn't wow. see the first line at all uh wasn't sure if it was my glasses or lack of or <laughs> just their play but there's so many stupid jokes i can make uh cam talbot didn't see the puck very much especially on that second goal maybe he lost his glasses too um it's endless i think i'll just stop <laughs> after the first two so um yeah tough night tough night indeed what do you, you think Jess? like uh, i i was so frustrated because i was driving home today And I was like, I'm going to write a nice article about Milan Lucic, especially after Sportsnet put out an article today about how he contemplated retiring Mm. within the first um, 18 games of his um, season in Calgary. And I was like, you know, I'm going to write like a little ode to Lucic today. And I didn't want to post it until tomorrow because I didn't want to jinx his gameplay today. So part of me is like, oh, this loss is my fault. But, um, you know, I definitely think that it was just a disaster today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's like, no other way to put it. To be fair to your boy Lucic, I think – his line was probably the only good line that the flames really had. And I mean, they started the game again and they started out really well. Like they, they literally scored in the first nine seconds or whatever Mm -hmm. it ended up being. So, I mean, that's the perfect start from them for a second consecutive game in a row. Like we thought their, their start last game was great. Uh, This game was even better because they ended up even scoring. So, I was like, geez, my God, like the flames are doing really well. Like it's nine seconds into the game granted. But, uh, and then after that, it was just Dallas kind of took over and it was the Dallas of the regular season that I guess we were all not scared of, but, you know, knew was a possibility where they were just a defensively good team and they shut the flames down. Like the flames I was watching or trying to watch the shot on goal number, um, while the game was going on and it just wasn't moving at all for the flames. Like, you know, halfway yeah. through the game, they had maybe in the mid teens and shots. And then they ended up finishing with um, 26 shots on goal, which is, you know, 
it's an average amount, I guess. It's it's decent. It's not the worst number. Um, it's not eighty five like no, from the other night. No, but, it's not a five OT game, which I thought we might have been getting in <laughs> this know. game. We were dreading the overtime, um, recording <laughs> a post game show. Um, but like the Flames just couldn't get any offense. Like no. after the first period, they only had forty two seconds of offensive zone possession time. So, That's um, so bad. you know, the first line, the the Gaudreau line. Their first two games against Dallas hasn't been great. Like it's today, they were really kind of not there for me at all. Like just disappearing. Um, yeah. And then the first game, they you know it wasn't nothing special at all either. So it's only been the third line so far that's been good for the Flames in this series. It feels so. You know, we need like, more. We need more from the top two. Absolutely. Like you always want to see more from your top six and especially your top line. Like there's a reason they're your top line, but to see, I guess that kind of performance from your depth players is nice, but you also like, shouldn't be relying on them. Right. To start your games off. This is where it kind of gets like, not scary, but like, this is where you don't, want it to be a trend and now it's two yeah. games in a row of of you know so it's not just a single game sample size anymore now we're at two games in a row now and it's against the same same team so um it's nothing good at all um from a calgary's perspective um what did you think of talbot like i know i think maybe two of the goals for sure were definitely on talbot um outside of that it was you know i think it's one of the games he was maybe due for where you know you end up letting in four or five goals against but um, like I said, you know, I think on the on two early goals he probably should have had, but outside Definitely. of that, I think it was a another. You know, it wasn't a great night for him. Probably his worst night of the playoffs so far, for sure. Obviously, um, but I don't think Talbot is necessarily the reason the Flames lost because the players in front of him didn't do him much help at all. So, um, what do you think from Talbot? Definitely, like I would not put the blame on him. I feel like. It was just a bunch of, like, not to date myself, but, like, Danny Phantom, like, ghosts in front of him. I don't know if Mm. y'all had Danny Phantom and Nickelodeon in Canada. No, I did not, but... Oh, my goodness. As soon as you mentioned ghosts, I'm on on the same page. Yes, that's so tragic. But, um, yeah, like, just, like, a bunch of ghosts in front of him. And, like, um, it just was not pretty. Right. I just I did not appreciate <laughs> anything that Calgary was giving nice Cam Talbot in net. Yeah. And like you said, you know, you can't blame him for that. And the fact that like this was his worst game so far is pretty good considering right. where we're at. Right. Like to say this has been Cam Talbot's worst game, um, it's one thing, but the also in con- when you consider that we're not yelling and screaming about Cam Talbot blowing the game for the Flames, um, that's definitely a positive. So hopefully right. this is is this is the worst that we see of Talbot in the playoffs, at least early on. Um, and then the Flames can kind of build up from here. One thing that might help the Flames kind of get re-energized, because these guys are playing tomorrow already, um, will be a nice, delicious protein bar, Jess. And that is where our friends mm-hmm. at Built Bar enter the conversation. Uh, Built Bar, they've kind of revamped everything. They've revamped their bars. They've revamped their logo. And they're new and improved and even more delicious with uh, six new flavors on top of the original 12 they already had. So they're up to 18 flavors. They'll have something that suits you no matter what your uh, taste buds prefer. Uh, just going through the list here of the six new flavors, we've got caramel brownie, cookies and cream, 
cherry barcia, or I don't Ooh. even know what that word is, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Jen, or sorry, Jess, is there one of those six new flavors that sticks out to you as a potential favorite? Apple crisp. I love apple crisp. That is something my mom like dedicates every fall Saturday or Sunday to making. So I am so here for having that before my workouts. Mm-hmm. That's. I don't know about you, but my protein bar experience in the past has not been great. Like from other brands, yeah. like protein bars, it's almost like eating like a stick of chalk. I feels like, like the texture is never there. The it's taste like for sure sand. is never there. Exactly. It's like eating sand. You've actually had built bars before. Yes. Um, how good are they? I have not had the chance to try them yet, but how good are the built bars? They're so nice. They remind me of like a three musketeers chocolate candy bar. And my favorite thing about them is that you can blend them so easily into a protein shake oh so it's all so it's almost like having like a milkshake that's pretty good i haven't heard of without the bar in the shake that's that's a new move i might have to try out and if you're worried about you know the numbers and everything um these bars are great for any diet let's take the cookies and cream one for example that's 17 grams of protein 130 calories just four grams of sugar and four grams of net carbs so uh for the next week or so um, while supplies last, a free cooler will be added with every purchase uh, that you make. So go ahead and uh, get yourself a free cooler from Built Bar and go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code locked on. That's one word, locked on, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to follow Sean and I on Twitter. I'm at Jessica Belmosto and Sean is Sean or at Sean underscore Lavery. So, <laughs> you know, we saw the goaltending switch today from Hudobin to Ben Bishop. Mm-hmm. Is that something the Flames need to consider? Maybe slipping Redick in for tomorrow for game three? Yeah, it obviously worked out for the stars like Bishop. I don't know if he had a great night, but, you know, Bishop was was good for the Stars. And um, the goaltending switch obviously worked for them, going from Kadobin to Bishop. And they end up getting a win. While they, Meanwhile, they lost with Kadobin. I think early in the game, for me, Jess, when Talbot had those first two early goals that were a little bit stinky and, you know, not great, um, I was at least entertaining the conversation about making a switch. Uh, after he kind of – the first period was over and, and we moved into the second and into the third, Talbot really did kind of settle in and – Kind of mm-hmm. got back to his his average self so far uh, in the playoffs, which has been quite good for the Flames. So I don't think it's a it's a time to switch to Riddick right now. Um, what I think might be the case is in for Game Three, you know, Talbot might just have a little bit shorter of a leash than otherwise expected. Uh, let's say he starts Game Three similar to how Game Two started, and there's two goals early on that are you know he should have. He might get pulled in that situation, uh, unlike he did. He didn't get pulled today, mm-hmm. so. For me right now, uh, early in the game, I was definitely thinking maybe Riddick will be starting game three. We might even see him in game two. Um, but after Talbot did get a chance to settle in, that kind of killed the conversation for me. Where are you at on this? Because obviously it works for the Stars. They end up getting a win after the switch. Uh, is that something Calgary needs to do on your end? So because it's a back-to-back, and I personally hate back-to-backs, um, I mean, like, it's great for content, but it's also, like, these poor guys just went out there and did all that. Right. And then they have to do it, like, maybe less than 24 hours later. 
Um, you know what? I ugh, poor Cam Talbot. I'm gonna say he rests and you know Jeff Ward starts Riddick and you know, if he doesn't look comfortable in net and you know, we see Dallas getting a little too comfortable with him in net, you put Cam Talbot in there, you switch him out. Yeah, that's, you know, the back-to-back thing is, I didn't even think of that, actually. That's a great point that you make because it's not something we're used to at all in the playoffs. Like, we no. hardly ever see, probably never <laughs> see back-to-backs in the playoffs previously. Uh, but just given how everything's a little bit different this year, you know, they are they are in round one. Um, that's a good point. I don't, you know, I think the, the fact that it is a back-to-back would probably make it, if you are going to go to Riddick um, after a loss, it would it'd probably kind of add to the case and just make it an easier decision to make and say, you know, on top of, you know, freshening things up in net, we do also get a chance to rest Talbot, who's been playing a lot. Um, so that's an interesting point you make. I wonder, though, too, if it's, you know, this is kind of the perfect time for Calgary to have a back-to-back where mm-hmm. um, they have a poor performance. They didn't necessarily show up at all, um, but they don't have to kind of sit and kind of marinate with this um, bad effort. They can go out literally 24 hours later and uh, – get a chance to redeem themselves and that kind of goes for Talbot himself as an individual so you know I wonder if he's been Talbot's done so much for Jeff Ward Um, I wonder if Ward kind of gives Talbot a bone here and says you know what like go out there and prove it again Uh, go back to your usual self which has been great for the Flames so far the one part though where the back-to-back has me really nervous is with Matthew Kachuk who literally went down the tunnel just three separate times. And it looks like for at least two different issues. The one issue would be getting uh, Jamie Ben's stick kind of right in his inner thigh or maybe uh, close to the sensitive areas, which would always hurt. Um, And then the second issue, which is a lot more concerning, would appear to be a concussion, maybe like some sort of head injury where he got hit from behind by one star. And then that pushed him into another star, which I believe was Jamie Alexiak and the Alexiak and Kachuk's heads literally combined and, and bounced off each other. Uh, and Kachuk was visibly like wobbly after that. What would a Flames lineup without Matthew Kachuk tomorrow night look like? And, you know, kind of how nervous and worried would you be about uh, the Flames losing one of their, you know, most active players, I guess? You know, I think that, um, you know, you kind of fiddle with the lines a bit and, I think that Zach Ronaldo has to come up. That's what I thought too. I was like, oh God, here we go, <laughs> yeah. Zach Ronaldo. So, you know, I obviously hope that Kachuk's okay for obvious reasons, but I also hope he's okay for my own selfish reasons and that we don't see Zach Ronaldo back on the ice for the Flames in this series or any series. Right. But, um, you know, I was very confused because, you know, I saw Kachuk going down the tunnel once and then I was on um, FaceTime with one of my friends and she was like, wait, he's going down the tunnel again. And I was like, no, like you're just behind. And then I was like, oh my God, a whole period (laughs) has gone by. (laughs) He just went down the tunnel again. Um, So obviously like that raises concerns for me. And I think that just playing back-to-back is, you know, it's not ideal. And I can't remember if it was Tampa's – I don't think it was preseason. I think it was 
like the beginning of their regular season where they had just come off of the Columbus sweep and everybody was kind of like, ew, Tampa, like, what are you doing? Like, you had all those points and, you know, you had the President's Trophy and the regular season and then you're going to go ahead and get swept, but they had a back-to-back and it was like, okay, here's that momentum again. So I'm kind of like going off of that as my reference point and being like, it'll be fine for the Flames. Yeah. I think they'll be okay. It would be tough though to to lose Kachuk. And, um, you know, I I did think of Zach Ronaldo like very much like you did and thought, oh God, are we going to see Ronaldo again? Um, I would caution that maybe the Flames do have a couple other options uh, in Austin Zarnick and Alan Quine, Mm -hmm. who um, both those guys would be. I think my preferred option to Ronaldo, um, again, assuming Kachuk is at least questionable for tomorrow's game with such a quick turnaround, um, that would, you know, that'd be tough for, for the Flames. I think losing Kachuk in this series against the Stars in a weird way is kind of, you know, it could be worse. I think if, if the Flames, for some reason, lost Kachuk against Winnipeg, um, just the individual matchups, I, I don't know if it would suit the Flames as well as it does here against the Stars, but... Um, you know, the Stars, they bounced back, and credit to them. They they did have that first line loaded up with Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan and Alex Radulov, and, you know, clearly it, it contributed and it worked to some extent uh, with the Stars putting up five goals and getting a win. So, um, you know, game three without Kachuk would definitely be interesting. Uh, but I'm not too worried. Like, the, the fact that the Flames have Lucic, who brings the physical element mm-hmm. that Kachuk brings, and even someone like Mangiapane and, you know, Lord knows Sam Bennett's hit every Dallas star so far this series, right? So um, I'm not too worried. Kachuk hasn't been um, too busy this series, at least. Yeah. Uh, but it, still, regardless, losing one of your best players and one of your most um, impactful players would not be great for Calgary. Certainly. And I think that goes back to, you know, like what line adjustments you might have to make less than 24 hours from now. And that is just a terrifying thought. But still ahead, we talk about a look ahead and what do the stars do to potentially take the lead in game three? Locked on Flames with Jess Belmosto and Sean Lavery continues. Don't forget to follow the show's Twitter feed at LO underscore Flames. Is the game at 830 or 1030? I believe it's 8.30 local time, like here in Calgary. So okay, uh, that would be 10.30 for you on the Eastern time zone. Okay. So, like, it's still less than 24 hours from now, regardless. Right. right. It's quick. Yeah, it's coming yeah. right around. So I hope that, you know, they see their massage therapist and their trainers and they – get their built bars i hope that they get their protein yes all that nice protein and some carbs and whatever else they need before game three (laughs) because you know the stars have that momentum now well yeah now they know they can do it right like right calgary really dominated them in game one um and it was going to be like game two is going to be a big game where if the stars were dominated again, I think this series would have ended really fast, but um, Dallas came out and, you know, they earned that win. And I think they kind of got back to what they were good at, which is um, being a shutdown defensive team. And, you know, sure. They gave up five goals. And I think their third period was something they don't really like, but uh, from Dallas's perspective, their first two periods were, you know, awesome for them. And 
they really limited the Flames offensively. And this is kind of where game three, I think if Dallas is going to limit the Flames again, I think where Calgary needs to really kind of pick up the slack and, and make the most of the limited offerings that Dallas is offering uh, is, is from Calgary's top two lines. I think, you know, two games of having your third line be your best line is, is kind of enough for me, and especially in the playoffs. Um, so now going into game three and now we're, you know, it's an even series where I guess we're back at being at the best of five series now. Um, this is where, you know, everything again kind of increases in pace and, and speed. And we need the Flames' first two lines to be a little bit more, um, they need to contribute a little bit more than they have. Like tonight, for example, I believe the only Flame to get a shot on goal on their first line was Johnny Goudreau, who had four. And Sean Monaghan and Elias Lindholm had zero. So, uh, you know, having two-thirds of your first line have zero shots on goals combined is, is not great. So now we're yeah. back to same old flames and putting the pressure on their first line um, in the playoffs. And that's obviously like, you don't want to see that like only one (laughs) of your top line players even attempt to shoot the puck. Um, You know, I don't even want to say like this far into the playoffs because it's really only two games, even though we had the whole qualifying rounds Mm -hmm. And it's the birthday boy. Like, you know, oh, yeah. nobody else on the team can help out and maybe make his birthday just a little bit better. But I think that whoever wins tomorrow is going to win the series. I could see that. I mean, just kind I of the just, way the momentum's been going. I, I definitely agree. Yeah. I just, I, uh, I don't know. I feel like this could easily be best of you know i don't think it's gonna go six like we planned on it right but i I wonder too if we end up ever seeing kadobin again like i wonder now if this is just kind of bishop's crease to to control and you know on the flip side like how much is Talbot going to start every playoff game for the flames now like you know now all these things are, are kind of coming back into play which is not good for the flames unless you know they can really like i said in game three turn things around and uh, kind of go back to their game one ways where they dominated the stars because i think if the flames were to lose game three and you know lose two in a row to the stars uh, i think it'd be a really slippery slope and you know how i mentioned this this series is kind of a opportunity for the flames to shoot themselves in the foot um i agree with you that if if they lose in game three uh, i think things get a little bit scary for calgary for the rest of the series absolutely and you know uh anton hudobin is a fantastic personality i love seeing him he is so funny so it'd be great to see him between the pipes for uh dallas simply because of um you know Obviously, game one, the Flames are able to score on him. Right. Um, so I'd like that. But I'd also like maybe like to see a little bit more production from the top six. And I don't think that's um, unreasonable to ask. I think that, you know, if you're a top six player, you have to be able to come alive in the playoffs. Like, it's not just the qualifying round anymore you got to be ready and I do think that that's going to come back to um you know how healthy is Matthew Kachuk come tomorrow afternoon or morning really and if Kachuk is out like that first line of Goudreau and Monaghan and Lindholm kind of gets highlighted you know 
once again, even a little bit more um, because it's going to be tough for Backlund and Mangiapane to kind of have to adjust to, you know, a new line mate perhaps, or, you know, things get shuffled and things get a little weird. So um, (laughs) if Kachuk is out, it's once again, like the focus shifts back to the first line as if it could shift any harder back to the first line. So um, game three is, it's, it's going to be a big one for Calgary. How do you think it goes, Jess? We're going to do a podcast tomorrow night again after the game, like we're doing tonight. Um, what do you think we're talking about tomorrow? Is it going to be another disappointing podcast or are we going to have some fun and some happy uh, topics, hopefully? I have my fingers, toes, and every extremity crossed that it's going to be a good game for Calgary. And we will come away tomorrow with a 3-2 win. Oh, close one. Nice. Yes, I yes. think it'll be regulation and no, no more overtime please <laughs> oh my gosh especially for yourself who you're the mvp yeah. staying up you know past almost 2 a.m now so oh um, it's nothing one quick thing though milan lucic his point streak did come an end come to an end so uh, sad to see that thing go but you know when Are one door we... closes the other one opens so yeah. now it's you know johnny goudreau's turn to go on a point streak or uh sean monahan someone else needs to match lucic's five game point streak that's a mandatory requirement <laughs> Somebody, please. <laughs> I'm begging at this Other point. than Dylan Dubé. Dylan Dubé is doing yeah. so good, but we need someone other than uh, a player on that third line to start um, yes. getting going offensively. Somebody in the top six, please. Like, <laughs> we need this. You need this. Yes. Um, but like you said, coming up tomorrow, we will, you know, we'll talk about our reactions to game three and – Hopefully it goes in our favor, <laughs> but you never know. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at Jessica Belmosto and Sean underscore Lavery. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right this very second on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Flames as soon as it's available each day. And don't forget to subscribe and listen to Locked on Stars with Josh Clark and Kevin Nash as those two will have you completely covered from A to Z with Dallas's perspective all series long.